Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week's parasha is Vayechi. It is the last parasha in the book of Reshit. So in this way we come to the end of the first of the five parts of the Torah, which has started with uh, the creation of the of the world and brought us to the last days of Yosef. The uh, parasha, parashat Vayechi, uh, it may be said, is divided into uh, six parts. The first part, very short, uh, deals with Yaakov spending his last years in Egypt. It says that Yaakov lived in Egypt for 17 years, and when he is 147 years old, uh, he calls Yosef and makes him swear that he, that he Yosef, will bury Yaakov uh, exclusively in the cave of Machpelah in Hebron. And Yosef does this. Yosef does uh, swear that he will uh, he will carry out his father's wishes. The Second part of the parasha is uh, how Yosef comes to Yaakov when he learns that Yaakov is is sick, is ill. Uh, Yosef receives word that Yaakov is sick, and because it's important to him that his own children, Menashe and Ephraim, receive a, a bracha, a blessing from their grandfather. Uh, he brings Menashe and Ephraim to uh, Yaakov's bedside. And uh, what follows is how Yaakov blesses Ephraim and Menashe. Yaakov says that uh, God uh, blessed me when I was living in Canaan. And uh, he also states that your two sons, Ephraim and Menashe, will be mine. They will be uh, tribes will be Shvatim in their own right. So from Yosef will come two tribes. He explains, and this is by way of apology, that he had to bury Rachel, Yosef's uh, mother, uh, on the road to Bethlehem. Uh, in other words, she was not buried in the cave of Machpelah uh, with the other uh, Avot and uh, Imahot, with the other patriarchs and matriarchs. And, uh, but nevertheless, Yaakov has asked, has made Yosef swear that he would bury him in the cave of, uh, Machpelah. Uh, Yaakov, uh, notices Ephraim and Menashe, but it's difficult for him to see who they are, and he crosses his hands, placing his right hand, uh, on Ephraim, the younger of the two, uh, and the left hand on Menashe, and Yosef thinks that Yaakov is mistaken, but Yaakov assures Yosef that he is not mis- mistaken, and uh, he says that both of these are going to be Shvatim, they will be tribes. Uh, however, uh, Ephraim, the younger of the two, will uh, be the greater of the two tribes. Uh, and therefore Yaakov gives Yosef a double portion, uh, two uh, tribes among the tribes of Israel. 
what follows next, the third part of the parasha, uh, the largest part of the parasha, is uh, Yaakov giving his final blessings, his final brachot, to his uh, children. Uh, these blessings talk about not only the individuals, but also the shvatim that will come from them. And uh, this is these are brachot that are that are prophetic. He begins by talking about that there will be an end of days. Uh, maybe more, most immediately, that refers to the end of the time that there will be in Egypt. But uh, ultimately, it also refers uh, to uh, Mashiach. And he then proceeds uh, to give brachot to his uh, children. Maybe if Yaakov wanted to say anything about uh, Mashiach, Hashem withheld that uh, from him. The brachot that he gives uh, highlight both the qualities and the flaws in each of the uh, shvatim. He starts off by giving a bracha to Ruvain, and then Shimon and Levi, and each one of them uh, has a uh, has a problem which would prevent him from becoming the leader among the among the tribes. Uh, Ruvain is impulsive. Shimon and Levi uh, are uh, together very dangerous because they're very ang- they have a tendency towards anger, and the result is that Ruvain, although he's the firstborn, will not receive the special position of leadership or a double portion. And Shimon and Levi have to be kept apart. They will be uh, spread out among uh, the other tribes. Yehuda, the fourth son, is the next one to be blessed. And uh, he is the one that Yaakov recognizes as the natural leader uh, among the people, among the Shvatim. And he talks about Yehuda being the natural leader and uh, indicates that Yehuda will ultimately be the tribe that will produce the uh, kings of Israel. After Yehuda, uh, we have the brachot of Zvulun and Issachar, and those are the uh, uh, those are the sons of uh, of Leah. Then we have the brachot of the two other firstborns, uh, Dan, the firstborn of. Bilha and Gad, the firstborn of uh, Zilpah, uh, and he talks about them, especially their their military prowess. And then he produ- proceeds to the secondborn of each of those, Asher and Naphtali, about the wealth of their uh, of their land that they will receive. Uh, and then Yosef, and he acknowledges uh, Yosef's uh, natural abilities, but he also recognizes that Yosef uh, does not command the same level of uh, of respect from his brothers that Yehuda does. Uh, but Yosef does receive, uh, as I said, two shvatim, two tribes. And then finally, the youngest of the children, Binyamin, who is compared to a wolf. And Yaakov concludes... Uh, by saying that all of these, all twelve, we might say, despite the flaws, despite their faults, are all tribes of Israel, twelve of them, uh, and 
Yaakov uh, repeats his command that he be buried uh, by all of his children in the cave of uh, Machpelah, uh, that cave which uh, Avraham had purchased. And uh, he points out that Avraham was buried there, Sarah was buried there, uh, Yitzhak and Rivka uh, were buried there, and uh, there he buried Leah, uh, and that is where he wants to be buried. And Yaakov concludes his brachot, gathers his uh, his feet into the uh, into the bed, and he uh, and he dies. Which brings us to the fourth part of this uh, of this parasha, the death and the funeral of Yaakov. Uh, when Yaakov dies, uh, the, the appropriate people in Egypt prepare his uh, body. Uh, for transport, because he's, it's going to be brought all the way to Canaan, and that's a process that takes 40 days. Um, and then Egypt mourns the loss of the great leader Yaakov, and they mourn for him for 70 days. Yosef tells Paro, uh, my father made me swear that I would bury him in Canaan, and he assures Paro that after doing so, he will return. And Paro gives him leave to go and bury his father in Canaan. And so Yosef and an entire royal entourage, together with Yaakov's family, go up to Canaan for uh, the burial. They leave their children and their livestock back in Egypt, further evidence that they have every intention of returning. Um, they uh, have seven days of mourning uh, at a place called Goren Ha'atad, which is very close to the crossing over point uh, into uh, Canaan. But because it looks like such a, uh, a royal entourage coming from Egypt, uh, the local uh, inhabitants think that this is a funeral coming f- uh, from Egypt and coming uh, to, to bury someone important uh, from among the Egyptians, and therefore they call it Avel Mitzrayim, the mourning of, uh, of Egypt. And then Yaakov's sons uh, carry his body uh, for burial in the cave of Machpelah, uh, which we will talk about a little bit more shortly. And then they return to Egypt. The final part, uh, two parts of the parasha, uh, first, the brothers seek to appease Yosef. They're afraid that now that Yaakov is dead, that uh, Yosef will uh, try to avenge uh, all that uh, they had done to him when uh, when he was younger. Um, and so they say, which that which seems to be a fabrication, that uh, Father commanded you to forgive us, and they put themselves at his mercy, please don't punish us, we're prepared to be our, your slaves. But Yosef asserts, uh, I am not in God's place, uh, you may have had the intention of uh, doing bad to me, but uh, it's clear that I needed to be here in order to uh, to save the family. And that was the end of that. Uh, and the very last part of the parasha, the last days of Yosef. Uh, we find that Yosef, for the duration of the time uh, that he's alive, supports his family, 
and he lives to be 110 years. He even lives to see great-great-grandchildren. Uh, but he does seem to be the first of the brothers to, uh, to die. And uh, before he dies, he utters his final uh, request. He says that God will remember you, and he uses uh, a formula. He states that, Bakod Yifkod, God will surely remember, and that is uh, a formula that will be remembered for generations uh, for the time that Moshe, Moshe will be the one to say it is now time to leave Egypt. But uh, in the meanwhile, Yosef says, God will remember you, and I want you to swear to me that you will carry my body as well to be buried in Canaan. He doesn't uh, say where, uh, the cave of Machpelah doesn't seem to be the appropriate place, because that's for the Avot and the Imahot, but nevertheless, there should be a place uh, to bury him in uh, in Canaan. And uh, Yosef makes them swear that uh, they will bring up his body from there. And so, uh, at the very, very end of the parasha, the end of the book of Bereshit, Yosef dies his body is preserved and placed in a coffin in Egypt where it remains until uh, Moshe will take it out, uh, but that uh, will be in a few, few partial tense. Let's uh, go back to the uh, the actual funeral of uh, Yaakov, how the uh, sons of Yaakov carried his body down to Egypt. The Torah says that Yaakov's children did as uh, he commanded them, and they carried him, his sons carried him uh, to the land of Canaan, and they buried him there in the cave of Machpelah. And uh, the issues to discuss is, uh, are, what exactly did uh, Yaakov command his uh, sons to do? Because he... uh, Pasuk says that they carried him as he had commanded them. So Rashi asks this question, uh, what does this uh, mean? Um, And Rashi sees the answer in the upcoming words. It says that uh, his sons carried him to the land of Canaan. says Rashi uh, that uh, we take note of the fact that only Yaakov's sons, uh, not any of his grandchildren, uh, carried him. This was his command. Uh, he did not want anyone other than his sons to carry the beer uh, on which his body is because uh, Rashi uh, cites that the, the sons of Yaakov, many of them, uh, must have married Canaanite women and uh, therefore the grandchildren uh, Yaakov felt were not appropriate uh, to carry to carry Yaakov. Uh, this is according to the opinion that the brothers married uh, Canaanite women. There's another uh, opinion. Um, but furthermore, uh, the way he commanded them, uh, not only for them to be the ones to carry his uh, his body, but exactly how they are to position themselves around the beer. He was very specific. Um, he says, um, three to the... Uh, three to the east, three to the uh, west, north, and south, exactly in the same positions that later on the 12 tribes would position themselves around 
the uh, Mishkan. Uh, Levi, uh, Rashi says, based on the, the Midrash, uh, the tribe of Levi did not carry uh, the beer because they will eventually carry the uh, the Aron HaKodesh, the Holy Ark that will contain the uh, the uh, tablets, the Luchot HaBrit. Um, also, Yosef himself will not carry, but Menashe and Ephraim shall take the place uh, of Yosef and Levi, respectfully. And that's why when, um, when later on in the book of Bamidbar we're told about how the tribes uh, position themselves, uh, it says that everyone, uh, uh, each one of the tribes positioned himself uh, around the uh, around the Mishkan, um, uh, each one according to the uh, the signs, the otot. Uh, that means the according to Rashi, not only the banners that they carried, but the exact position that Yaakov had originally said they should uh, carry his body, uh, and so part of Yaakov's final request. Uh, is exactly how he is to be carried uh, down to uh, from from Egypt up to Canaan to be buried in uh, the cave of Machpelah, and this brings us to the end of the book of uh, Bereshit. I thank you very much for joining me in this uh, exploration of Parashat Vayichi. This is Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parasha Highlights and Insights saying. Shalom.